going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Sorry, I, I actually didn't realise you actually wanted me to, to, to do the intro. <laughs> 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 I thought it was like, I was like, like, like a funny joke. <laughs> this is Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, well, sorry, I have to go again. We're, we're, we're wrong with that. that. Yeah. We're going to run with that. I like that. A bit of, a bit of natural authenticity <laughs> in the podcast community. Let's just fade that out there. Beautiful. So, Jake Nolan. Welcome to the Five at the Back podcast. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, good question. Um, been doing a lot of soul searching recently, so <laughs> probably a good time. Yeah, I am uh, six foot seven, centre half, very average. Um, yeah, creative producer, uh, founder of a grassroots football team, worker on. Plenty of projects that don't pay me much money, <laughs> but yeah, all all rounder. I the dreamer, say. basically, mate. The yeah. I had you down here. I I did like a little intro that I just forgot to do, and I just said the ginger community's answer to Joel Matip. Oh Ooh. wow, yeah, I'll take that. All <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. Um, with me also in the studio is Jordan Ellis. Hello, everyone. It is oh, it's good to be back. And Liam Ooh. Williams actually in Liverpool for once. Oh, and for a while. <laughs> um, Wrexham's probably glad for that <laughs> he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a break. Yes. Um, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, grassroots football. Well, a lot about grassroots football, hopefully, um, as we have a club founder with us in our midst and a centre-back. We have Jordan, who has grassed, graced <laughs> many a grass pitch in his time. Many, um, many. No euphemism. In <laughs> um, and we've got Liam, whose footballing career is something of an enigma, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> West Brom trivia. Yeah. <laughs> So we look forward to that later <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, up the baggies. <laughs> up the baggies. Up the baggies. Up the Graham Dorrance. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to sort of, I think, let Jake speak a little bit on, on Sefton Park Rangers, mm-hmm. um, a team that me and Jordan have, have recently joined and started playing for this season. And I think from both of our accounts is a quality place to play football. Definitely, man. Meet Definitely. people. Yeah. So we'll let Jake speak a little bit about that and then get into a few little sections here and there on... Grassroots football. Sound good? Sounds good, mate. Sounds yeah. great, nice. mate. Well then, Jake, do you want to take us away? Give us a little bit of the SPR story. Yeah, what do you want to know? Go on, hit me. Um, what gave you the idea to start a grassroots football club? Uh, I can't I can't take all the idea, mate. Um, but I think starting starting off, um, kind of, I'd say my my growing up probably had a lot to do with that. My dad played non-league football and was always playing always a football mad household so um yeah following him like my earliest memories of football has been on the back of a coach kind of going to like Blythe Spartans or something with him he, he and my dad played for like Bitters going Southport and earlier on at Chester and teams like that so um yeah he had a decent career in, in, in semi-pro and he'll, he'll tell anyone who uh who asks him or buys him a pint <laughs> um but yeah, and then, but equally as 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 much as the playing, it was always about like the the, the lifestyle and things. About you know, there's the three, my three favourite days of the year was the three days that my dad would take me to um, Wade Smith. So they were normally Easter, Christmas, and my birthday. And it'd be to get like the new Holland Trachy or the Athletic Madrid away kit, or and that, that would be me. Uh, that would be like me, yeah, me presents. And I always remember going, meeting them in town, going up the spiral staircase, and you'd see like. You know, like a big sort of cutout as like Zidane with like the new Preds, and you'd be like, "Oh fucking hell!" Like this, this is this is this is home. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, all those kind of things, and and like I said, I'm kind of a person who tend to follow my interest, whether it be in like music or sport or or whatever. And then I didn't play play football for a long time. Kind of stopped playing after sort of youth level. Started getting into drinking, music, running running club club nights and things like that. So. So stopped and then when we started again, um, it was very sort of seven aside. 
um, and that's where I met Granty and a couple of the other lads who started it with. Um, and and yeah, we, we just decided to start a team and then that's where like the creative juices started flowing then and we, we, st we started the team. You know, we got battered every week, but um, I was quite sort of ambitious about the project from, from day one, really, and wanted to kind of build a community club within the place that I love, the place that I call home, which is Sefton Park. That's that's a pretty unbelievable story and just in terms of like so did you say that like were you already in the creative industry once you were decided to set up Sefton or is that something that's been a product of that? Trying to mate, to be honest with you, yeah. You know, I kind of um I've never really passed an exam in my life, but um somehow managed to get myself to university um and, and then dropped out. Uh but always kind of followed what what I wanted to do really, you know, I've done I've done loads of shit jobs and you know uh, and done things where what what I haven't really wanted to do, but always tried to to push into things that I like doing, whether it be like music events, like you know, most recently creative. But um, back when we started SBR, started with um, one of the lads who started with Alex, we worked together at an events company, and he's creative as well, and we 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 kind of used SBR as a as a way to kind of sort of um, flow our creative juices I suppose you could say and, and that's what a lot of the kind of design elements and the kits and kind of mm. have, have gone into it and kind of year on year I think we've we've tried to push it out a bit further um, about five years now we've been doing it um, and yeah you know we've always tried to push the, push the boat out and kind of reinvent what it means to be like a grassroots football club really you can definitely see that from like the the designs and things on the social media and and like you say through the kits and stuff like that like how it runs it is it is so good do you want to do you want to quickly plug you can do it at the end as well quickly <laughs> plug SPR's uh, social media shit what is it <laughs> um uh, SPR underscore CFC I think we are on Twitter and and Instagram yeah, oh, so, yeah, on Instagram well, yeah. so yeah you know gives a, gives a follow on all <laughs> that I mean more more than follow on Instagram I think what would be what would be great to say at this point is actually come and support the teams you know yeah. we've got two men's teams and, and a women's team um, the men's team play the home games at, at Tyburn on Lodge Lane uh, on the Saturday and you'll find all our fixtures on there but that's one thing I would like us to push on now and kind of just this next step of Sefton Park Rangers is, is getting people down, come to watch us. You know, it's mm. we're, a, we're a good set of people and, and it's, it's a, we're a good team to support. And, you know, we take food bank donations at games off spectators and things like that. And so, um, yeah, come down, support us. And, you, you know, it's always entertaining. Get yourself a shawarma from Lodge Lane. <laughs> <laughs> from tongs, fish and shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I've been eyeing tongs on for a while. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> when you finish a long <laughs> running training session, <laughs> There is not a place that looks nicer than <laughs> that than that little restaurant there. You get some of the best grands in the city on Lodge Lane. Like yeah. I've heard really this. I saw some baklava yeah. in the window when I was you going down there. Send me a picture of that. Yeah. 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 Action Bronson over there. Oh, <laughs> 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 right, if I could be anything, even half a, half like that, man, I'd be a happy man. Jordan, do you want to tell me? So obviously, me and you joined. Yes. Maybe towards the end of towards the end of last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have your experiences been of SPR? We don't just want the founder <coughs> talking about it completely. Let's, uh, let's have do some... Want, do you want me to leave the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some feet on the ground. The, the fellow that founded it, mate, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, it's... Um, so for me, it's the first time I've played 11s since I was... I think I stopped playing properly when I was 16, 17. Um, so it's a lot of getting back to fitness, um, getting getting sharp again uh, and stuff like that. But aside from all of that, um, on, on like a personal level... Uh, the, the community aspect of it, um, some of the people I've met already, um, just a bunch of really, really good guys. Um, and I feel like at this level, especially at this age, um, you know, we're probably one of the youngest lot there. No one is playing there to go pro. Mm. Um, it, it's as much as about winning what you can win and, and, and playing the way that you want to play. Um, as it is making friends um, and it's such a cliche thing to say about you know grassroots football but it really is the the, the main element of, of so many of these teams and, and I've seen that with SPR so so quickly um, I feel like we've been you know br uh, brought in um, to, to a really good social social space uh, and, and you can feel that straight away um, and I'd say that's probably the main thing I take away from it and apart from the fact that I don't think I'll ever be fit again, but we're, we're getting there. We're Join getting the club, there. mate. Literally. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. What about you, though? How are you, how are you finding it? How are you? How yeah, you I, I concur all of those things. Like, it's just been, like, 
it, right from the first training session, yeah. you can kind yeah. of just feel that like everyone wants you to be there, and it's just like really interested to take a, actually take take an interest in who you are, and kind of like you know, coming over and just even down to everyone just saying hello to each, like mm-hmm. going around mm-hmm. and saying hello to each other at the start of each, you know. Um, I think that's been really important. Um, obviously helps playing at Prenton Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was nice. That was a nice little experience. I'm putting one of the top Is corner. That, off, that was your first game? It would have been like the yes. first, apart from a training Apart game, from training, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just not my whole time. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was good. So yeah. for those of you who are thinking about joining Zeta yeah. Park, you don't get to Prenton one day. Park. One yeah. day, one day, one day. Yeah, and we, we did score a little top corner from from the boy Benji yeah, over there. It's definitely better. Yeah. yeah, was it a cross? Was it a, was it a shot? Yeah. So the next part I want to move on to is what the what the toughest parts have been um, <laughs> since. Yeah, maybe all of them. The running, but yeah. some specific, you know, fundamental tough things about running a football club. Um, that how long has it been going now? Five years now. Five yeah. years. So in, yeah. in that five years, you know, talk to us. Um, yeah, you know, this this is obviously like the it it is like the the hardest part of, of doing this. Um, it, it's kind of the headaches that come with it, and there's you know. Is, is is incredibly rewarding as it is that it always comes with equal amounts and that, that's not me crying it in but ultimately the, the good outweighs the bad and and, and that, that's why you do it you know for me it's been a the biggest like learning curve of my life probably and um like massively rewarding in the sense of you know like i said we started off with kind of two or three lads i remember going for a pint with, with grantie alex and another lad and saying you know i think we should we should do this team and mm. the week later we we had the train session on the park, which like eleven lads turned up, and I still think four or five of those lads still play for us now. Um, and, so and, and and what was key to me straight away is how how much like people like loved it and wanted to be involved in it. Mm. And um, and then what we've grown now, you see, we've kind of got um, you know sixty, seventy club members now mm. and counting. Um, and it being such a, a big part of people's lives is it is is a responsibility really. Um, but yeah, you know, you've always got things like, you know, people not paying subs and kits not coming on time. And, um, you know, we, we went through a pandemic as well, which which was a big thing because there was a bit there was a bit of responsibility there in the sense of like I was a little bit worried about people's well-being and stuff like that. So we we did a lot of kind of things to, to connect virtually and did like virtual fundraisers and runs and things like that. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like I said, you know, I wouldn't still be doing it now if 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 it didn't enjoy it and didn't reward it, and and that is the biggest driver. It really, yet you know, I st- I still play just about. Um, I still love playing. Like I still love that competitive edge. I am I am a competitive person, um, but it's seeing how much it means to people. It is the biggest yeah. driver of it, and that that's why we've con- we've grown from one team to two teams to now a women's team, and you know, it's inevitable really that we'll that we'll continue to grow. It's just about putting the, the right sort of measures in place what I wouldn't want to do is, is, is grow too quickly and then and then burst like a balloon because I think genuinely we could have 10 teams now if we wanted to with mm-hmm. the amount of people who want to play mm-hmm. for us um but yeah it's just making sure that you've got the you know the right people involved in the right areas and you're not you're not kind of spreading yourself too thin then then I would have a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it's overall grown your love for the game uh, it it's, I would say at times it's made me lose it, but it's probably brought it back. You know, mm. I probably should have said when you asked the question before about, you know, how it kind of started or what got you to do it was, um, you know, I followed my dad around to football, like majority of my youth and played sort of like, you know, sort of local youth levels and and then didn't play, played a bit of adult footy, um, but, you know, kind of got sick of turning up hungover um, mm. and, and kind of, you know, People smoking weed for doing warm-ups and and you know you playing playing you know playing in games in Liverpool sometimes getting called off because there's fights and things like that it was a bit like you know what I'm t- I'm more into my tunes now than this and mm. kind of like the love of it went and then I followed Liverpool home and away for um, a few years as well which is great but you know so I mean so many pints you can have doing that um, and then but I'd say since since starting it up and and got like becoming like a a sort of a you know a sort of person within the grassroots game and and seeing the kind of effects and the rewards it can have for people and you know the stories that it can kind of do and the, uh, you know how how much people put into it and get out of it you know even if it's just somebody you know losing weight or you know we've had some people from the girls team who've never actually kicked the ball they've gone on to score the first goal and things like that that's what i get my kicks out of now really and um, that's like the, the real essence of football i think not not all the shit that you read in the tabloids <laughs> 
So, can you tell us about the first proper game for SPL? Um, what you would consider the first proper game? Uh, yeah, I think so. We had a <laughs> funny story. This we had a uh, we had a friendly match about two weeks after or three weeks after the the pint that I told you about before, and it was a friend of mine who ran a vets team in Formby. And we took, I think we took 20 lads down there. Again, probably still five or six of them still playing now. Um, my granty captain, who's now the uh, who's now the, the second team manager. And at the time, I, I was injured. I remember injuring myself in the first ever Sefton Park Rangers training session. I couldn't <laughs> play for about three months, which, which people probably made up about. Um, Symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I don't think I've been injured since, such was. But... Um, but uh, yeah, we took 20 lads down. We didn't have a kit, and like the kit was kind of like the last thing I'd thought about because it was just like it was so manic trying to take like subs and getting these 20 lads down. So forgetting your, go, going forgetting your passport, the yeah, yeah. And and they had an away kit, which was like Everton's away kit from like 2008 or so, and it <laughs> fucking stunk. Like, now, I, can I can still smell it now, like mustardy type of type of kit <laughs> with a mustardy type of smell. Honest to God, and um, and yeah, and I remember thinking then like. One because I'm a big red, but also two because I've always had an interest in kits and how teams look and mm. things like that. That like we we've really got to up our game here. Um, yeah, so we've always kind of done all right in that department since. But but yeah, first yeah, that was our first like pre-season game, first league game. I was telling you all before, like off mic, we our first season because we were predominantly just a gang of lads that I knew from knocking around bars. Um, we 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 didn't. We only actually won one game all season, so we got beat every single other game, apart from one. But that one game that we won, which I think was about our sixth or seventh game, was like still to this day like the best win we've ever had. <laughs> and, and it was a, it was a it was a three-two win. I can still see Granty rounding the keeper now. <laughs> Took him about twenty minutes, but he but he rounded the keeper and slotted it with about two minutes to go. I don't think I've ever celebrated. You better like listen that, to this yeah. episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have just folded the club there and there, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, it hasn't got better than that. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, I think the next section we wanted to move on to, um, Liam, this is probably your... Oh, it's God. time to get into your wheelhouse a little bit, <laughs> oh, get dear. the engine started. It's Baggy's chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, not Baggy's chat, but um, I want to talk about like the little cliches oh, and the little beautiful. niches of the <laughs> grassroots game that we love so much. Um, and like you were talking about, that's probably kind of nicked one of the things that I was going to say, but like just the smell of bibs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So just little things like that. So I, I, th I thought we could just like go around for go around a few minutes and just sort of shout out the best niche from <laughs> beautiful things of, about Sunday League. <laughs> the years of Sunday League yeah. in this room. Um, my personally, my favorite thing <coughs> is. I don't know if you've seen that. I feel like you must have. Whenever you go on Twitter and it's like, oh, US soccer mum. And it's like this 35-year-old in shape, like fully like yogurt out. And then sure, that's Twitter, mate. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, a different, it's, a, site. it's a different link, but yeah, I've got it to Jordan, um, I said not to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the difference between like a US soccer mum and a, and a, a UK football mum is just... <laughs> It's a beautiful representation of the two cultures and, and the two they're different sports in it. Soccer and soccer and football are very different. But the um the the numerous um people, I'll, I'll leave it as people that I've seen on the sideline of a of a Sunday league game is just it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Jake's staring at me <laughs> disbelief there. I was just wondering where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen, I could carry on in it, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> Liv? Uh, I remember speaking to Jordan for me because I haven't played football since I was in school it was I don't know if it goes on <laughs> now but, no. but uh, the fake header when they're going oh, kick, when you beautiful. think you're not getting it but you still do Dude, the old, old turtleneck oh, it's <laughs> gone over my head again can't quite get it yeah. that's amazing oh, oh Lynn, that's a great platform for you to come and get them back out yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you take a little three steps forward so you misjudge miss, oh, oh misjudged it again that. next one next one next one little thumbs up to the keeper <laughs> oh the sideways thumbs up <laughs> is the best Sunday yeah cheers mate yeah nearly there nearly there <laughs> nearly. next time Jake uh, I don't know if it's like it's a it's it's a thing or or what, but I was I was just thinking about this the other day, like the you know that moment when you you first arrive and you're in the changes and everyone's kind of like letting on to each other. And there's, there's yeah, yeah. you know there's normally some 
shite R&B music playing <laughs> yeah. in the background and, and someone's poor yeah, speaker fans had yeah. T-Pain on yeah, it yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> and uh, you know people are kind of ripping each other and all that before yeah. you know before the tactics board get, get, gets pulled out that for me like little moments like that yeah. are just as important as like being on the pitch you know what I mean don't get yeah. me wrong once you cross the pitch you, you know you want to win and you want to do those things but that you know the first swig of a pint at the end of a match I, I, I generally think you know getting the team together um, the lads and the girls team together after the game is is, is so important because it's 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 more than just that it's about getting together it's about you know kind of forgetting your week's kind of worries and all that thing that mm. and I also kind of love and I think this is a Liverpoolian grassroots thing is that like whenever something happens of interest within the game you will hear something along the lines of fucking get into these <laughs> oh, into these please into these yeah I do enjoy that as well <laughs> I enjoyed it that pre-season friendly we had a couple of weeks ago the fact that it was a pre-season friendly and I still think they might have been the angriest team I've <laughs> ever seen with linesmen charging onto the pitch to confront the referee over a goalkeeper and stuff if you <laughs> think that's the angriest team that you've played against <laughs> mate we've got a few more games it's going to be, 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 be a long yeah. season yeah, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, they did make me laugh though because they were like the hardest lads up until the point of wanting to actually do anything, and then <laughs> and then when they were actually like leaving, they're like, "Good luck for the season, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, see you later." Um, but yeah, this is getting into dangerous territory. Yeah, very, very, yeah. very stereotypical Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say my one before we move on. Um, that kind of uh, like I just always think so. A really funny thing is like which is one of the best parts and also the funniest parts is the optimism of every manager ever. Oh. So you could be 6-0 down at half-time. Still 0-0, no, no Get all the lads into the change room, <laughs> huddle around, right, regroup, regroup, heads up. Lads, we're better than these. Come on, we're better than... Like, Listen, like, if they scored six in the are, first half, we're better than, we'll work we're better we? than these. Like, it's just... Like, you're always better than these. I think you've had nicer managers than me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've got I'm in for a bit of an experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's no there's no better than these coming up. <laughs> um, you spoke a little bit about uh, Liverpool and about like it being a grassroots Liverpoolian thing. I just did want to ask you one question on obviously growing up in Liverpool and now forming a club in your home home city. Um, like what what does football mean to the city of Liverpool, and what separates grassroots football here from grassroots football in other places? Do you think? Yeah, it's 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 obviously like you know one of the most important things in in a household and in, in in Liverpool and I, I don't really know much much else. But I was saying before that you know it is the thing that you talk about you know when you're having dinner with your family or in the playgrounds or whatever when you're growing up. You know, footy is the medium. You know, we're we're lucky we've had. Um, although I do like to to skit a lot. We're lucky we've had like two really good teams, like Premier League teams, and but also you know you've got things like Tramia, which is lower league, mm. the semi-professional um, game in across the Merseyside and, and the region is is so strong. Um, and you know Sunday League grassroots is, is incredibly strong. And it wasn't until I actually started getting a bit older and travelling to different places and you know, playing the odd game in different cities and things like that that I realised like the level in Liverpool and the competitiveness is is up there and you know you can kind of look at the landscape and the lifestyle and you know uh, of everything that goes around it you know and I you know when I'm trying to talk into brands normally pitching them something selling them the dream to do with Liverpool I always tell them the same thing is that this city is the capital of football mm. Mm. Um, and you know come and see it and, you, and you'll find it out for yourself I just think it's different here it's turned up a notch and I think it's no coincidence that we've got two of the most culturally important football clubs that you know you've got all the subcultures that have come with that you know, you've also got, um, you know, uh, teams from Liverpool have won the Sunday Cup more than any, any other city, including obviously like London, which is massive. Um, it's so much so that the, the FA make the Liverpool teams play each other before the semi-final stage. Now to knock each other, knock them out, it's, it's very sort of heavily oh, wow. rigged. There's a lot of politics in it. Um, I didn't realise that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of that going on. So, so ultimately, yeah, you know, I think... I would argue <laughs> that Liverpool, uh, sorry, that football is probably the most important thing in yeah. Liverpool, and I don't know whether that that is that <coughs> the case in other places. You you said something to me earlier, which I found really interesting as well. It's like the worst player on a, in a team in Liverpool is still good. 
yeah. is, is still a good player. Uh, and, and it's this kind of that thing that I, I remember, because obviously you've been here a lot longer than I have. And when we were first talking about like getting back into football and stuff, you were saying just like the general like base level mm. of football in, in Liverpool is, is very, very strong. Well, I played like my first year at uni, I played like West Cheshire. It was only like Div 2 or Div 3, I think. Yeah. And it was about the same level as what I would have been playing back in, like, back in Bristol. And I just instantly just felt like, not even from necessarily from a technical level, but just everyone hits so much harder into tackles mm, and yeah. is just swi- you, like switched on. And I'd say so far, every team that we've played for, for, for SPR as well, there's always at least one player in the team, specifically and usually a, a centre midfielder, who is just the, like, the fucking dog's bollocks. Mm. And it just make, it makes it so much, like it makes the game just so much higher quality. Um, and yep. that's one thing I've really noticed since I've been like moved from Bristol. And I've been here what four years now, like you know. Um, so it is, yeah. It, I, the capital of football, I definitely, definitely call it that. I'd agree. I'd yeah, agree. I, do, I do think that is a thing. Like, and you know, couldn't agree with any more that we, what you say. Then I've, I've seen that, seen that firsthand, and, and I think it's the, it's it's the way that the game's <laughs> played here as well. I think I think is 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 a certain thing, and it's probably like representative of like you know if you think about a Merseyside derby traditionally. Mm-hmm. I know you a bit younger than me, um, but. Like the major side derbies that you tend to see is there's there's um there's good football played but it's very sort of hot hot blooded mm. and that is the way if you know if somebody's never seen a, a grassroots amateur semi pro game in Liverpool that was how I would say every game is played mm. like a major side derby that that that's kind of how it is and it's almost yeah. a little bit like you know this is a mad example but you know <laughs> you know when you like if you guys are going to like, obviously like football purists like me and watch a lot a lot of football sometimes you watch different leagues the games play differently Very isn't it different, yeah. um, and that's how I would describe like amateur scenes in Liverpool yeah. like it's, it's we're almost just different to how everybody else plays yeah, it yeah. To, you know I mean I, I the games that I have played in London and things like that and normally getting shouted at for, for putting in a tackle that's like normal yeah. playing in Liverpool and um, so yeah that definitely is a thing it brings. It also reminds me of my favourite ever tackle, which was Dirk Cout and Phil Neville in two thousand and seven. Derby. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very niche. Yeah. Do you have it? Do you not? You must have seen it. Like on the halfway line, over by the touchline, the ball's gone, and Cout basically it just, just jumps from about <laughs> oh, three yeah, yards away, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, barely even connects with him. But it's just the intent. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like I like street that. Fighter there's, there's, a few, there's a few. There's a few belters in there as well. Like they're just going <laughs> through my head. But that, yeah. for me, like for me, and you know you guys have played with me a little bit now so you, so you might realise this a little bit more but for me they're almost better than some of the goals yeah it's like they are they're just yeah. nothing better than, than a thoroughbred tackle a thoroughbred tackle oh, yeah. exactly I want to put everyone on the spot quickly oh god got everyone on the spot um, we're talking about different you know played at different levels and different teams and stuff who is the best player that you have played with anywhere that goes out to everyone best I want doesn't mean they have to make it the furthest in the game or or the player that you know from school that went pro or something but just the player you look back on and think I think that was the best player that I played with personally so I've got two I think okay that spring to mind Um, one of them is actually a lad who's played for Sefton Park Rangers okay um so he's called he's a good friend of mine he's called Josh Wilson okay um and he's played a lot of semi-pro football play for England C team um, and the story goes with Josh is that um, his nickname across the semi-pro game he's, he's very well known he's, he's, he's cousins with Joey Barton um, is, uh, his nickname is Josh Enio and that's because he plays like a bazillion yeah, I like that. but he I like also that. parties like a bazillion okay, okay. so <laughs> the story goes that like you know maybe he never went into the pro ranks not because he wasn't good enough but maybe but he, he didn't want him um, he just loved the lifestyle he just liked the lifestyle <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know I've been mates with him for, for many years and the, the amount of times where I've been in like nightclubs with him and warehouses at like five in the morning <laughs> That actually there was, was one story we were in the warehouse at five in the morning we were getting let out and the next day he was playing in the FA Cup and for Ashton Town and he scored at <laughs> Um yeah and then I also played with it at the product of Everton's Academy you just have a little Google them listeners or or yourselves in a bit um it was like called John Paul Kissoch um and he was kind of built as like he was linked with like Barcelona Real Madrid when oh, he was sure. about 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh he ended up falling down the, the football pyramid, and there was a few different factors there. But um, he was he was insane. It was like watching Lionel Messi play in the West Cheshire. Mm. It was absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable. 
Fuck. Liv. You got one loaded. And you used two. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting, waiting for my little shot. This is my I feel like I'm brown nosing now. But it's literally Ben. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a different answer. This is a paid advertisement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give him that five or later. Yeah. But yeah, probably Ben, I'd say. I haven't played a lot of football. <laughs> Just some random guy from like Wrexham in year six or something. Yeah. God, I love having a podcast. <laughs> ben, who's your best? Um, the only the one that sprang to mind, probably a guy that played for the first team um, of the club that I had played for when I, before I left Bristol, um, Cribs FC, who are actually now uh, the highest they've ever been in the leagues. Yes. Um, they are in the FA Cup this season um, and are in the the one below the Southern League, I think. So they're doing really, really well. Um, great club, but a guy called Sol Wanjal Smith. Um, what a name. Yeah. Got to be a player yeah. with that yeah. name. Yeah. You? you can't not be a player, um, no. So he... he Used to play for Southampton Academy, I think, nice. um, and I think he's moved on from Cribs now. Um, but he was one of the most electric players I've ever seen. Like, I think he was twenty, playing in the first team, which was, and playing in the Tool Station, which was like the Western League. Twenty years old, moved to Cribs in his first season, won their Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year, Oof. scored like twenty five, twenty six goals, I think, in this mm. league, which was a, a good good standard as well. Um, so yeah, don't know where he is now. But, um, Remember the name. Go, you have got to find him on like, yeah. football, football <laughs> manager or something. Find him back. But yeah, so one just Smith probably. Um, with my question, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> um, I've been really lucky to play with some. And really, you can't really say me again. Yeah, <coughs> <laughs> can't do that then. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky to play with some really, really good players. Um, I've got a few friends that have gone on to the pro game and stuff. Um, but my go-to answer is actually a man that. Hasn't gone pro. Um, he's a coach for a youth side now. A uh, man called Moses Makanga. Um, we played youth football for many years. Um, and again, a lot of the team that we played for have like Abraham's at um, Harrogate now. Uh, so a lot of them players have, have gone on to, to really high standards. But I think on the ball, like natural ability, I still say to this day um, that he's the best player that I have played with. So shout out Moses if you're listening. You better be listening to it, Carl. None, none of you bastards saying me, no. <laughs> no, that was my, that was my <laughs> second I've one. Come, yes. I've come all the way here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that was my second answer, second answer. Um, but yeah. But you, you do get some, it's, it's interesting because you do get some some amazing players come through grassroots. Um, and, and, and I feel like there's such a, a big kind of interesting in the funny side of grassroots and, and you know, the 40-year-olds turning up like, still drunk and, and, and stuff like that. But there is some genuine talent uh, uh, pretty much everywhere you go at grassroots. I would throw a little shout-out as well to um, SBR's current head coach, and Andy McAvoy. I don't think he would have, would have played him pre-injury. In tra- you can see he's got a bit from training. When he was though. rapping those passes, in, yes. you can yeah. see he's got a bit. Yeah. 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 Mach Macha, Macha was a, was a great player, like ball playing centre half or, mm. or CDM, and we kind of caught him at SBR towards like the back end. But he actually done his knee for the second time, like winning winning the, the SBR's first ever trophy, which was oh, the sure. Bill Hughes Shield. And he yeah, he yeah. done it in the first half and played through extra time and everything, and he hasn't played a game since. Oh wow! And um, he, he yeah, he was probably our best player that day. Yeah. He was an yeah. absolutely brilliant player. Uh, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Like, you, you can, can go off both feet as well. Yeah, like yeah. I sometimes like I sometimes think like get out here in the second <laughs> half. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, you're, you're shouting at us. Come fucking play. He had he had the pinger on him. You know shout who, out Maka. Yeah, shout out Maka. You know who was really good in the in the tournament we did the other week? Um, Preston's manager as well. I Fucking hell, I thought you were going to say me again. Yeah, then. no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's loading, that's loading, that's loading, yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's a, there's a special moment in that thing that might come up in a little yeah. bit. But, um, that was, I can't remember his name. Ryan but. Lowe. So, so Ryan, yeah. Ryan played with me, Dad, at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he, he, brought, he brought him down and Lee McEverly as well, who... That was base goal forward line when was, we da- when we the, the big guy from yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so Lee actually went on to play to play about three games for Northern Ireland madly played against the Spain's World Cup winning team Oof. yeah so after playing for Bersco he got a move to the football league I think it was for Rochdale and then Cambridge so he's played about two hundred games in the football league and then. Oh. Um, he got a, got a couple of call-ups to Northern yeah, Ireland, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you yeah. could tell we had it. All of them on that team had a bit as well, yeah. They were a good side. Like, my dad's base goal side, they, were, they went up, similar to what you mentioned before with with the, with Cribs, they went right the way up. And mm. they, they, I think they just fell short of the conference and then all the players left. Oof. 
or for big, bigger box. Yeah, a lot of them went pro, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. yeah, yeah. It is quite an interesting, um, that's another thing I think in the sort of, I know it might not be as much grassroots when it gets into semi-pro, but sort of when you hear people talk about all the money in the sort of middle mm. tiers mm-hmm. and sort of just how, like a guy that I work with playing for, like played for um, Bootle and like he dropped down a league but started get, getting paid more. Yeah. And I just think it, it, it's very interesting how money influences those leagues down there as well. Because mm. um, a lot of it is sure. just all goal bonuses and kind of cash per game kind of thing. Um, and yep. people move around very quickly and very ruthlessly from what I've seen and I think that that's quite an intense environment. Yeah, but there's no like transfer um transfer windows or anything no, like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if, if you you play for the team and a lad scores at Attrick and you think that he's a good player and we could offer him more money, you could mm. you can just, you just go, go and get him. Yeah, yeah. you put like yeah. s- call it notice, put like seven days notice in for them and then and then you can go and get them. But it's actually something that I've put a lot of thought into because I think probably people understand like the scope and the potential with Sefton Park Rangers now and everyone mm-hmm. I think expects us to try and aim for the stars and I think we will in our own ways but I I think one of the things that makes us kind of what we are and the culture that we've got is that we're all kind of like we're in together and we're all mm-hmm. a kind of gang of mates and I think once you get to that level it's hard to maintain that when you know everyone's 100%. arguing about money and 100%. and you know it becomes a little bit more like it, it, it's your livelihood really that, that mm-hmm. you're playing for rather than you know wanting to play on a Saturday because you enjoy it yeah was it? I can't remember if it was you I was speaking to, or it might have been it was someone, and was just talking about the difference between, say, Saturday or Sunday league, or even high level kind of grassroots difference between that and like playing at academies and ki- when when you're kids, and it's like, you go and play at a much lower level, but with people that you know and and that you want to play for and play with, whereas then you go to an academy and everyone's just there for themselves, and it's just like that kind of community that is cr- that is created from from these academies from such and, that, and that's how they get pro players because it's you're basically competing not only with the other team but everyone on your team as well and that's kind of how these 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 the elite of of our game is kind of filtered out um mm. but yeah i can't remember who i was saying to you but it's just like the actual difference between you know playing that different standards and and the attitudes between players is, is, is so so different. I think so, that's so what different. I've enjoyed a lot about about like Sefton so far as well is like it's it balances <clears throat> it balances taking it seriously and wanting mm. to win on a Saturday so nicely with yeah. everyone kind of just getting on and kind of that once you're off the pitch it's back it, it's a clean slate kind of thing and you're just back to being you're back to being mates and you're back to being you know um, and I think that's a div- that, that's testament to the characters and the people that have been brought in over time. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that it's a nice one for saying that. It's kind of always <laughs> been like a, like an, an on purpose thing, though, because yeah. I think I was probably spoiled growing up because, uh, like, I grew up around my dad, firstly being captain and then managing sides, and and then he ran our kids' teams when we were younger. And you know, some of the lads who play for us now played in those kids' teams, um, and he always ran it, you know, as if it was a semi-pro team, mm-hmm. and and you know, always taught me about you know the importance of having the right kit and this and that and the other and, and making sure things are done properly and you know Macha came came through the same sort of school and got you know Gary Coakley plays for us and things like that and um, yeah I think you can kind of see that so I think if you you know if you do things properly you know you can kind of you can attain to, to it in better levels but saying that we are still there just to enjoy it and and, and ultimately that that's what it's about at the end of the day. All that being said I sort of wanted to finish off the SPR chat before we get into some games. Um, I wanted to finish off the SPR chat with what what are your ambitions? You've spoken a little bit about it, but where do you see it? Where do you see it going, ideally? I think the, the, the ultimate ambition, to be honest with you, mate, is is, is for people to, to carry on enjoying it. You know, I've kind of been um, quite lucky to 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 find, find it and find like friends through it and lifelong friends and being able to do some amazing things. You know, we've been on two tours of Amsterdam, you know, we've raised thousands of pounds for charity. Um, Next tour, we will be there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, yeah, more to come on that soon, actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and I've gone, been able to do this with my mates and obviously winning a trophy and, and things like that and, and promotion. But for me, where we've kind of got now with two lads' teams and a girls' team, it, what I've kind of realised is we've probably hit our peak for where we are now and mm. I think now it, like those things have happened quite organically and spending quite a bit of time of like planning what 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 what's next and things like that and I think I think just reinventing what it means to be a, a local community club you know more teams more levels you know it'd be great to have things like 
um, you know, kids teams, things like that, and and and, and look beyond that and <laughs> long term ambition to be honest with you, mate. I think it'd be a dream to put a pitch on the park. Yeah. Mm, put yeah. a pitch on the mm. park and you know continue to grow the club, continue to grow like you know, I suppose we've got we've got a brand. Um so continue to grow the brand and, and, yeah. and just provide football for as many people uh, who enjoy it through our club than anything else and keep that atmosphere and keep that culture that we've got. I think that's the most important thing. That's very funny that you mentioned about the pitch on the park. So I remember when one of the so I think Fred North listens to this podcast. So this is shout out to Fred. But when I <laughs> the first time I ever heard about Sefton Park Rangers was in my second or third year of uni, and it turns out I don't know if you knew this, but there is a University of Liverpool campus football team called Sefton Park Rangers. Really? And no. I got uh, yeah yeah yeah. Got I don't know if they're still around. You got a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> the little I trademark one. There. I have trademarked the name as well. Little rats. I may have just <laughs> I'm at Oppenheimer here. What have I, what have I started? Um, but yeah, and I got asked to go and play for them. Um, and it was literally just Sunday campus league. Really? Um, wow. And and then when I heard about like when I heard about Sefton Park next, like SPR next, and obviously when we played that Monday hour game and, yeah, and I turned yeah, up, to yeah. it, I was like, wait, am I? Is, are we playing like a uni campus TV? <laughs> and then I turned up and realised, oh shit, this is actually yeah. like that's <laughs> mental. That setup, you yeah. Could, yeah, you're gonna have to put me onto them. <laughs> I'll, I'll send some heavies down. Don't play in orange, do you? <laughs> but, um, do you know what's what's funny about that as well? Is obviously through you mentioned the pitch on the park there. So through being a bit of a football nut and and doing this now for a while done a little bit of research and up until I think it was the late 80s there was Sunday league pitches on Sefton Park like it wasn't as nice as, as it is now mm-hmm. it was kind of like in disarray a little bit and they'd, they'd done it up kind of in the 90s so but part of that was there was a couple of pitches and like an old clubhouse type thing that where people got changed and there was a team who played there it's, it I kind of found out through Twitter and in the 70s called Sefton Park Rangers and I, I honestly didn't know we came up with the name over a pint on Lark Lane about yeah, five yeah, yeah. years ago um, and and didn't know but yeah apparently there was a team for like four or five years clearly in the there was 70s. a group of uni students just behind you <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, that's a good yeah, idea yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah drinking shandy <laughs> um, I think we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, just the last couple of games, Oof. which is, I think we said to you at the start, Jake, um, we are going to do an all-time Dutch 11, but five-a-side version. Um, yeah. I'd like to think that we'll do this from the perspective that they're going to be turning out for SPR yes. in a tournament. So, Which they may well do. Think of them as much as characters. Yeah, as, okay. As okay character yeah. and personality as much right. as... What, 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 is the, what is like the, the sort of threshold? Because do you want me to let you into a little bit of a secret to what, what we think about when lads sign off for SPR? So, okay. it's, so it's like, is he a good player? <laughs> is he a good lad? Is he a good pint? Okay. So we need to all good girl. You know what I mean? We have to hit all three of them. So good player, good lad, good point. And and sometimes you sign on players like because they're one of those things, but you you hit the you sweet spot. The mm. You hit the sweet spot yeah. when when it's when it's okay. all three. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. That's made it a little bit more. <laughs> are we just going to start throwing names we out got there? A, or we so we go in formation wise. I think we've got to go with a. You're not going to do anything other than a one-two-one. One. A one-two-one one. has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> has to be. Jordan trying to get. We're going back to front. Yeah, we'll go keeper, defender, yeah, 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 yeah. two midfielders, forward. Keepers. It's got to be Van der Sar, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's got to be Van der Sar, unless it's Tim Krul playing specifically <laughs> against Tottenham in 2013. <laughs> Where he just turns into fucking octopus man and just saves everything. And but a better pint after that as well. But yeah, what's that, what was Van der Sar like as a person that you're going to know more than us? Bit of a creep, I think. <laughs> I don't, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a bit of a creep. I don't know why. He <laughs> did play for Man United, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, United like fan as well. So yeah. surely we can't have a man that's quoted to be a bit of a is. creep. I, I, in my head, I've got that he's a creep. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, that, but, but. Maybe. But okay, so if we exclude anyone that is a creep, <laughs> who who else can really go in there? I don't think they've had great great goalies. There is a famous one who played with Cruyff, whose whose name passes me now. Um, but I think yeah, they did. Van der Sar is the standout. But also, um, I kind of robbed the the Ajax model as well in in the sense of 
so their ex players become part of like their back, yeah, back yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we do that. Like I stole that. Um, <laughs> so he, he went on to be like chairman or sporting director or something. Didn't uh, he? So yeah, yeah. I think he's got Happened a little bit about him. So he's th- there's the good lad, good player. We just but don't know about a good pint. Sorry, Edwin. Yeah, maybe a laced pint, but yeah. not yeah. <laughs> yeah. a straw yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon if he can get two out of three, I reckon purely because yeah. I'm not having Michel Vaughan there. No, oh, the Swansea days. But you know what? Got it's Declan Pinger, Pinger, to be fair. Yeah, bro, yeah. Oh, I can't have Declan Pinger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. Really no. Yeah, um, I can't have him. Yeah, let's, I'm happy with Van der Sar. Yeah. Flaws, Ooh, flaws de- and warts and all. Defenders um, is difficult. Because I feel like there's two of you that might argue a case for... Eric Peters, the only West Brom player I can think that was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Do you say you're a Man United fan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just has a really just weird, weird obsession with yeah, West, Brom. West Brom. So Right, okay. So uh, he's a bit young to remember Yapstam. No, no, no. We know Yapstam. The Yapstam yeah, yeah. was like yeah. incredible. Like. But I feel like he'd be too scary at the beers after. Like he'd just sit there and no one's going to go up. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go up to him. Every, every group needs that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to bounce off. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, True. just in case things just go a bit. Just in case it goes left. You know, when, yeah. you're, when you're on tour in Amsterdam. <laughs> you can sort of, to be fair. I'd like to suggest one man that definitely won't be getting this team, <laughs> which is Ronald Koeman. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Koeman would be that, an absolute excellent shout, to be fair. As a, player, as a player. But I feel like, again, is he not a creep as not, well? Yeah, not as a pint. Not as a pint. Oh, no, as a pint. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not as a pint, no. All round, just yeah. weirdo. Um, um, so, no shout for Van Dyke. What do you reckon is the bad... He just talk about himself the entire time. Yeah, I mean, like... Virgil is good, isn't he? He is good. He's fantastic. It's, it's, it's Virgil or Stam for me. Like, they'd be my two. I feel like Yapstam would be a great addition purely because he is fuck. But then, does he? is he too scary? This is the issue. He's a mank baldy as well. So Yeah. You, you'd, you'd want him in the power league though, wouldn't you? Oh, like, just crunching into them fences. It was a long uh, day, yeah. in the friendly like a couple of years ago. Uh, it was Bayern at Old Trafford. Yeah. And at one point, there was about four tackles he put in with just the space of five people. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> clattering them. And everyone was like, what is going on? <laughs> as much as I love Van Dijk, like obviously big reds and the best centre-half I've seen in my, my lifetime play for Liverpool, there was something about that era and Stam was the best of the era where you, you still mm. could tackle and you still mm. could kind of gouge people's eyes out and stuff. <laughs> um, Back in the good old days. Yeah, yeah. Stick fingers up bums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of a weekend thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's your good pints. Clearly not. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, 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 would, I would offer Stam for, the, for, for that reason. I reckon Stam's a good shout, you know. So I, I want to be careful now as a podcast that has been centred a lot around Liverpool that we don't start getting, putting any more United players in. So <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. we got yeah, Van der Sar and Stam. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Put Van Dijk in. There's a... Now, what do we no, think? I reckon it's got to be Stam. I'm going Stam. I think we built a convincing case for Stam. Voldemort Jake? himself. Gio Van Bronckhorst just popped into oh, That's not a bad shout, you know. That's could, not a bad could, shout. Could do a bit in defence, couldn't he? Yeah, that's not a bad shout. And that goal replays over in my head about Ooh. 20 times a, a year. What about Frank Reichard? I don't know what he's like, as a, but he brought through... He, he was like the founder of the, bring the, the Barcelona could, that we see today. You could argue he could still play, be involved, play, play a little bit further up. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. What are we saying though? Overall? Stam. Instinct Stam. I'm going Stam. Midfield is where it gets difficult. I want to start off with one. Go on. I want Genie Wijnaldum in there because I think he is I think he is a top bloke (laughs) and I think every team needs a good lad. Genie Wijnaldum and a good lad and I think that smile would just bring a ray of sunshine to (laughs) I can think of a good 25 players that I want over Genie Wijnaldum. Not with the smile and hairline of that man. That's true. That's a strong hairline. Um, Edgar Davids. That's the thing. He's just a nutter as well, though, isn't he? <laughs> Davids? Yeah. yeah he played for Barnet. Player manager for Barnet. <laughs> number, love it. Like number two or something. Yeah. Or number one. He was number one. Yeah, number player one manager for Barnet. Just nutter. Um, Nigel De Jong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be fair. I still, Nigel De Jong ain't a bad show. I still think that tackle on Dabby Lonzo was uh, too much has made of that, to be honest with you. I don't think it was near enough as bad as what people made out. <laughs> went for the ball ref, yeah. <laughs> there to be one. <laughs> to be fair, if we had Dirk Cowton to the mix here as well, we could have He's one definitely of the not getting into this team. Like <laughs> I'm a big red, but Dirk Kite's definitely not getting into this team. I think so for the, serious shouts. I think for the hipsters, I want to put in Clarence Seydorf as well. Great. I love Ooh. that boy. I love that boy. And he could literally turn up now and still play like Ooh. he's in stupidly good mm-hmm. shape his soccer aid performances are yeah he loves I think I yeah. feel like he trains all year for soccer aid as well <laughs> yeah like so he loves that too much in Carrick's testimonial I went to and he was just 
ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. Of course, they invite to Michael Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> a little sign. A little sign. Please have your shirt. <laughs> Are we putting... I mean, there's there's one player that has to go in. Yeah. But I think we've got to put him up front. Really. Velvet Touch. Yeah, I think... Ooh, no, that's not even what I was thinking of. Flying Dutchman. The non-flying Dutchman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well... Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Strikers is tough, So, jumping, we, jumping ahead, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah... I mean, like, Cruyff's got to go that's, in. That's, yeah. that's where I, that's it all who starts. I thought Cruyff has to go in there. But, but can then, he not be manager? Oh, that's a to good give show, us another actually. space. Legendary I, manager. He, he could, but then you lose them on the pitch, aren't you? Mm. It's a bit like my dilemma, boys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Player manager. Um, it's true. Oh, that's tough because... Do we? I, I think Seydorf. Seydorf's a dead sir. I think Seydorf's a good show. The thing about Seydorf as well is... Um, like I think often in professional football as you forget about people enjoying the game and you look yeah. at his career. Like they're oh. the careers I look at and go He's he's got Do you know what he looks like he's had a load of fun yeah. there? Like the places hit, he's lived, the trophies he's won. Career. That is so much part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah when you yeah. hear people like Fabregas talk about like just basically there, oh, is, there is a person still in that football. Fabregas just wants to Xabi Fabregas. Alonso, another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I respect people I respect footballers so much for just Basing their career off how they want to live as yeah. well, like it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, um, but yes, Sadov's had. So I think we've got three names to go alongside Sadov. I think we've got Cruyff. <laughs> we've got Hullet. We've not even mentioned Hullet. We've yes. not mentioned Hullet. Shit. We got subs here. Yeah, we might need it. We might need yeah, a they're, they're old. They, they, and then are we putting Dennis as a as a forward or as a as a midfielder. Are we saying we, we, we're keeping Cruyff as a manager to free up a space? I'd, I'd have it. You'd have him on a go on the side. And listen, I know he, he's even old for me, but um, it, this all starts with him. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's why that's he's got to go I, th- I, th- I think we put him in then alongside. Can we put him in the midfield? Can he do a job there? I'm yeah. sure he can. Yeah, I'm sure he can, yeah. And he is actually the inventor of my favourite skill move ever, which the, is the, the Cruyff. Yeah. <laughs> Ask anyone that played yeah. football. Taking with me. it on the half. Time. I, I do. Yeah. I Slash the only one you can do. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but mate. What did we find out the other day? He wasn't the. This might be really offensive. So I, I, if I do offend you, I'm sorry. He wasn't the originator of Total Football, was he? No, it was. It originated from Burnley. It originated in Burnley. So it was. It was. The Burnley manager went to Ajax or something like yeah, that, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, boys. I don't oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I his name. Like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so last. So we got we got Bandersar, we got Stam, we got Seedorf, we got Cruyff. Last. Who's spot. going up top? Because there are some players. There are some good, good players. I've got my dad in the back of my head here shouting Van Basten. But not as a good fellow, though. We can't have him in there. <laughs> What, what, what's his what's his rap sheet? I haven't seen it. He, he got done saying like a Nazi slur and stuff. Oh, did he? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he, he was a good player, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, PR, PR, PR. Yeah. <laughs> That's not SPR. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's tough. Dennis Bergkamp is a big shout. Yep. Robin Van Persie. Oh yeah. Volleys. Pure volleys. I have to say again, I sound like I'm. Freudian slip with the Man United <laughs> things here, but like Ruud van Nistelrooy is still one of the van best, best like, yeah, I've ever seen. It's a great show. Whenever I go back and watch like his, like, on like Premier League years, I grew up watching Premier we League We were watching years. that last night. Yeah. Well. Sick, yeah. And he is just one of those, he's, he m- must be like the percentage of goals on Premier League years between mm. 2000 and 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have about 60% of the footage yeah. on there. I feel like, like it was just him and Henri that scored. Yeah. He was unplayable. That, yeah. like that was like my youth just watching him yeah. thinking, yeah, how are Liverpool ever going to be as good as these? Because he was, but you don't really have strikers like that anymore, either. No, no. Like he was it's just genuine, an absolute slaughter. Poacher, instinct, poacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I can put any so Scotland players in, but I don't <laughs> think I can. We've then got to narrow it down to the, the the criteria. Then, so I say we've got Van Persie, Van Nistelrooy, Bergkamp. Out of, on on the three criteria. I don't know. You know, I, don't, I still don't. I still think there's there's probably more to it. Yeah. I, th- I think we've missed out. I'm not putting Cliver in there for other personal issues as well. <laughs> What's Cliver done? I feel like Jordan's got something on everyone. Yeah. 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 Cliver uh, act- accident. Well, drunk driving hit a, a young girl. Oh really? Oh, yeah. fucking hell, I'm gonna stop asking now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are all the people we put in? Yeah. All right. I, I think they're all right <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yapstam's definitely got some hidden rap sheet somewhere, but if we don't know it, anyone out there with a questionable past, Jordan Ellis is coming for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got details on everyone. Rudolph Lutz done a bit up front, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, I listen five aside. As much as I'm about total footballs, 
do you kind of need a big man to you knock need, it into? You need a bit of belt, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if he was wearing a chain in an old school AC oh, Milan with shirt, with a moustache, like, oh, could you really? Shake your football. Yeah, mm. that's tough. Um, I'm trying to th- some of the things that Bergkamp would do up there would just be. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just I think the answer is Dennis, to be honest with you. Again, but I don't, another one, curveball. Bit of pace in there. Iron Robin's one of the best footballers <laughs> I've ever seen on a football pitch. Iron Robin's a great shout. But five aside, yeah, left, is it left too, pegger? Do you just put him on his right foot? Mate, I think he could, do, I think he could play anywhere five aside. I am yeah, that's another. I was talking like I would say on the side, like, show him right, show, show him right, yeah. show him right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You know what he wants to do. You know, yeah, you know what he wants to go. I, I'm, I, I'm going to say Dennis. You going Dennis? I'm going to say Dennis. Dennis. If that, I think that's a good. So we, we wouldn't be able oh, to shit. fly anywhere. Rudolph, it's not in this, is he? Rudolph's on the bench. He could go manager though. Yeah. That'd be a laugh. Don't tell Alan Shearer. <laughs> First, he played a manager won it with Chelsea didn't he first non-English man to win the FA Cup um, he's got to have a bit about him as a manager then so pull it manager with uh, Robin oh, fucking changing my mind yeah this is horrible yeah it's tough isn't it this not is... even mentioning Wesley Schneider yeah bad bloke but <laughs> Wesley my boy Wesley Raphael van der Vaart no that's a little bit far oh, van, listen if I had to squeeze a Tottenham player in it's him or Vincent Janssen isn't it so, so what we I think it's Dennis yeah, Dennis goes in. And Dennis then, up top. And then two let's say two two subs. Seydorf, so Dennis, Seydorf, Cruyff, Stam, Van der Sar. How many subs is he Two or three? Two. It'd be harsh. Pull it as a manager. Yeah. That like can fill play it. a manager. Yeah. Or or Cruyff play a manager. You said you wanted him on the pitch. Yeah. Still, we need we still, need still play a manager. We need uh, Cruyff. True. We need yeah. Cruyff on the pitch. Cruyff on the pitch. So yeah. Cruyff play a manager. Hmm. And then Go I on. think Robin. Needs a slot in there. I think he deserves it as a bit of like so modern representation. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then the last one. Dirk Cow. Dirk Cow for laugh, yeah. I'm all, yeah, I'm all for all that. Ryan yeah. Babble yeah. for his. Uh, Ryan, oh, yeah. for his him on, on, him on Twitter. Is <laughs> fucking wit. Have you, are you gone to Ryan Babble's Twitter? It no. is Just gives updates on the world. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like, soon to be another recession. Yeah. Make sure you're invested in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he cool. hasn't been hacked, yeah? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he's so. You know what? Liv's pulled it out of the bag. Ryan Babble's got to go. Ryan Babble's slid. Go through his Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will try and get you to invest in some pyramid scheme. It's all right. We've got a few of them at SBR as well. <laughs> Can you name anything? Yeah. John Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and he just talked to us about that, that goal at, uh, against United all day. Great when he came back to Fulham, by the way. Yeah, little little niche. There we are then. Pink so, Van der Sar, Yapstam, Clarence Seedorf, Johan Cruyff, and Dennis Bergkamp. Some team teamed up by Brian Babble <laughs> and Ian Robin on the bench. <laughs> I like and it. it. And pull it if he needs I to like come it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Good side. Right, Jake, if you've got the energy in you, mm-hmm. we're going to finish off with a Who Am I? Staple of the of the show. Oh, yeah. Go it's on then. Um, I don't know if the rules... So, basically, I'm going to say three players that I've pre-prepared, and I'm going to give you information about them to you and slowly sort of drip-feed more information to you. And it's basically just a buzzer um, to guess it first. Okay. And if you guess incorrectly, you're out. Until um, everyone, gets, until it everyone gets it wrong and then you're back in. Yeah. Okay. Big, big pressure. Yeah. Are yeah. we ready? Have we ever had a guest win a Who Am I? Dan Sanderson will tell you himself that he pulls it up. <laughs> he did not win. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, this is, this, um, you could be the first guest to, to win. I think you may be. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I've got to get it first. Though, yeah, well, yeah. listen. Have you got to like is, do anything? Just, just shout it out. So we usually do Bosch or just, just any, yeah. any yeah. buzzword. Any, any sort of thing to alert me. Okay. okay. Cool. Right. Are we ready? Silence in the studio. <clears throat> I was born on the 9th of July, 1985, making me 38 years old. I was born in Camberwell, England. It's local. Very local. <laughs> I'm five foot ten and spent my youth, car- youth career at Crystal Palace. As you might be able to tell, we just go through the Wikipedia pages of them. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> my club's in order. Starting in 2003, Crystal Palace, Wigan Athletic, Queen's Park Rangers, West Bromwich Albion, <laughs> Watford, Nottingham Forest, and Charlton Athletic. Bosch? Dave Kitson? No. No, uh, he's at Reading, wasn't he? Say the club. Wait, again. Say them again. Yeah. 
Crystal Palace, Wigan Athletic, Queen's Park Rangers and West Brom, both on loan. Watford, Nottingham Forest and Charlton Athletic. Retiring in 2022. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Wait, what's his name, Rob? I know it, but I can't think of his name. Let me try and see what more. Bosh. Is it Ben Watson? It is Ben Watson. Oh, that's a good shout. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say I've won the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah FA Cup winner. Under. Yeah. There we are. Right. Ginger man as well. <laughs> one, of, one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these next two might shock you. <laughs> <laughs> is there a theme for these maybe? Oh, Let's move on. Thing, thing. All right, we're ready for the next round. So that's one point for Jordan. I was born... On the 9th of February, 1957, making me 66 years old. I was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. I know this is. I'm five foot six. I know this is. Bush. I don't know his first name, but Alexi McAllister's dad, Gary McAllister? No. Fuck. That is not, is that, Ale- that is not Alexis McAllister's dad, Gary not McAllister. Not Gary McAllister, what's his name? <laughs> no, not Gary McAllister, his dad. That that played- would be brilliant if it was. <laughs> no, yeah. his, dad that played- his dad that played at Boca. Was he- he's not Gary it McAllister. wasn't Gary McAllister. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Although his brother is called Kevin McAllister. So it is, yeah, and he that, played uh, for um, uh, out in Belgium, isn't it? <laughs> right, I'm going to move swiftly off that. <laughs> Gordon Strachan. It is Gordon Strachan. Well played. These boys are well practiced. Well played, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure he's not Gary? <laughs> <laughs> Gary McAllister. <laughs> it is. I'll Google it. Also. Right, and the final one. So Jake, you can draw a level here. Okay. Yeah. I was born on tw- the twenty fourth of September, nineteen eighty, making me forty two years old. I'm six foot one tall, and I'm going to list his clubs now. Um, in Random order. Um, Delhi Dynamos, Fulham, Roma, Monaco, Alisson, Apoel Nicosia. I'm not going to yeah. give you two of the more obvious ones yet. Roma, Fulham. I made 110 appearances for my country, scoring 16 goals. And with 110 caps, I am the most capped player for my national team. Which I didn't actually realise. Name the clubbers again. So I'll try and go in order now. Alessand, Monaco, Roma, Fulham, Apoel Nicosia, Delhi Dynamos, Alessand, Shenayin, Rollon and Alvad Snez. I've missed out one big club there for... Be interested. Roma. They're like Nordic sounding clubs. How many has he scored? Uh, in 16 goals in 110 appearances for Norway. Norwegian. John Anarisa. It is oh, John Anarisa. He's pulled it back. There we are. My my first ever favourite player, John Anarisa, for that left foot. I think you're fucking similar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his base, you know his game is based is, off. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, we're we gonna do a decider. Oh now? yeah, to be fair, get a decider. It's one one. I want to pull someone up quickly. Yeah. Get one. Put, yeah. put, put put on I don't know if you noticed they were all ginger. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> do you want it to be a theme? <laughs> um hmm, okay. Gotta pull one out the bag here. But yeah, while the while while you're doing that, the listeners must know your game is based almost entirely of John Arnorisa. That is my ultimate goal in life, to I be hear honest. It. I hear I'm it. so happy about that. Golf club it. celebration and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just need to find your Craig Bellamy, mate. <laughs> you, you're my Craig Bellamy. You've got a Welshman in the squad <laughs> in the studio right now. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. It absolutely spun me that Bellamy is Burnley's assistant manager, by the yeah. way. I didn't know that. He played with company at City, didn't he? In That's the company, mate, Yeah, that is. They went out to. Uh, was it Anderlecht they were at? Yeah. Was he Anderlecht? Yeah, they both there, yeah. yeah. That is the weirdest. Well, part of Wales is coaching staff and then. Is he? He's got the same build as like Sammy Lee, hasn't he? Great <laughs> <laughs> He's going to look like Sammy Lee. He'll love, love that. What's that little um, uh, Ratchet and Clank? Do you remember that? The PFP <laughs> game? No. <laughs> you want to. Niche that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Ratchet and Clank put That's together. Incredibly niche. Yeah, that, if yeah. anyone out here has heard of Ratchet and Listen, Clank. Listen, PSP games, mate. Right. Serious. <laughs> We're going to finish. <laughs> Bring this episode to a close with the decider. So Jake's on one, Jordan's on one, Liam's on one. Can Jake be the first five of the back guests to win? Who am I? 
I was born on the 20th of September, 1971. His birthday's coming up, making me 51 years old. I was five foot 10 tall, and I played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine clubs in my career, playing 575 games and scoring 325 goals. Oof. Oof. It is some career. How old is he again? 52? 51. 51. I played 106 times for my country, scoring 37 goals. Bagsman. Mm. Can I let that sit for a little bit? How many times did he play for his country? 106. 36 goals. And 500 career appearances across nine teams. The countries I've played in, not including my home country, Holland, Scotland, Spain, England. Henry Larson. Oh, he's pulled it out of the Was it Larson, yeah. Fuck. There we are. See you later, boys. A little run. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Well, that was that was intense. Uh, that was Jay intense, Nolan, yeah. thank you very much for being on the final yeah, podcast. Thank you, man. And have Appreciate you got any it. final words that you'd like to say to the listeners? Yeah, uh, up the fucking Sefton Park Rangers. Up the Rangers. Up the Rangers. And up the Five at the Back podcast. <laughs> 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 thank you very much. Cheers, boys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you.